2: I don't know how it keeps happening. It's Friday night. It happens every week, it seems like to me. And here we are, bringing you Tech 5. Couldn't be happier. It's February. <laughs> Come on, man! You are just saying. Well, like,
1: February you love. You go cross country skiing in Frick Park
2: when there's snow on the ground. Yes, and then we had a lot of snow in January, so right. I was out but there. When but when there's there. not
1: snow on the ground, and Shenley Park too. So what do you do in Frick Park when there's not snow on the ground and it's February?
2: I ride my bicycle and I
1: hike. And you make sure that it's the soil is not, not too
2: soft, not too muddy. No, you don't. Right? Do you that. don't want to ruin the. Don't want to ruin the trails. There's some great trails in Frick Park, and the last thing you want to do is completely destroy them because you have the Jones for a little bit of trail action. So you got to temper that. And oh, no. Get on your road bike instead, or, or stick to the wide paths, but don't go on the don't go on the greasy single track ones like that. Stay no, off. Stay it's off. It's too of much that. good stuff in Pittsburgh. But there's so, yeah. so I love I going into the park in the winter. Me too, because there's less people there. No, it not because awful. there's less
1: people, because there's yeah. so many different things to
2: observe. There are. As as an observation, when I was cross country skiing through Frick Park, I saw I believe it was a falcon eating a squirrel. Just sitting there just pecking away at it, just, right. just tearing it to pieces with blood flying all over the place. And he was looking at me like, "Yeah, I'm eating a squirrel." I'm like, well, you keep doing that, man? You keep doing that." I was actually a little afraid that if I stared it down, it might attack me because it was like thinking I was like wanting some of its squirrel action. Yeah. And I was not very little hungry for squirrel. There, you're
1: not a squirrel. Man. I'm not
2: a squirrel eater. You know, it's, it's right. as tasty as it looked, all you know, making a nice blood splatter across the snow. But that's nature, and you can get that in Frick Park in but Pittsburgh. We, yeah.
1: You know, there there's lots of activities in terms of what's happening here in Pittsburgh. I mean, right the business interest and the growth of the business community in Texas continues to grow.
2: It's killing me. And it's so cool. uh,
1: look what happened in January the announcement of Hazelwood Green. I
2: know. And
1: breaking ground there so that hopefully by the summer we'll have some good presence.
2: Is it summer? there in Hazelwood. Yeah, okay.
1: And. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm just excited. I yeah. know, did you hear Bakery Square three? It's gotten approval. And I thought they're, they're back were on in
2: five and six right now. I know. <laughs> I know. I all
1: of these are just so I exciting. Can't keep
2: track. I know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, the big announcement in January, you know, was. Uh, pittsburgh being selected as a finalist in the top 20 for the amazon well HQ2. that was one but how about yeah.
1: ron bianchini selling his company Avere. to microsoft so yeah. Avier sold to microsoft that's probably been his second or third company
2: i think it's his fourth is it his fourth it might be yeah he had yeah. some early early on ones way back in the day so
1: I yeah guess. so that's great He's to have microsoft here Exactly. Really. V- you know, very exciting
2: by that. And so how about I, having how about having GeekWire here? They just they and just Geek arrived Wire coming
1: here out of Seattle. Exactly. And if, for those of you who don't know GeekWire, just Google that and you'll see the kinds of stories that they write. So it'll be nice to have some people from outside of the area. Exactly. Really on the ground, not just not just sort of parachuting in occasion. But a whole month. But a whole month on the ground in February. And you know there are people who said why would they come in February? I'd be like why not? I was saying why would they come in February. I would say why not. I think it's great. There's lots of things to do.
2: I would pick May. But hey, let's, let's make the best of February. Maybe because February's so short, it helps them how it works with their expenses that it's 28 days as opposed to 30 or 31 days. But who knows? I'm glad they're here. They had a nice little welcoming party uh, just yesterday over at Birchmere, which I thought was pretty cool. Drew quite the crowd there to come in and check it all out and kind of welcome them. So I'm excited about it. So should be good. Should be good. So February's coming on our way, and before we know it, we're gonna be saying, "Where did 2018 go?" Even though we're only a month into it, I feel like I can see the trajectory already, and it's, it's it's fun trying to keep pace with it. It really is.
1: So much fun. Absolutely. So we have some cool guests on our show today. We
2: do. I took the mobile field unit out. To I, Cafe Sam's. To Cafe Sam, like I had to go visit Jack. So that's Roseman. in
1: East Liberty or Bloomfield. It's
2: like Bloomfield or East Liberty, it's mm-hmm. like this weird, can, yeah, this weird juxtaposition right? of many and so
1: that happens to be.
2: That's the stomping grounds, the, the, for the Jack meeting Roseman. place, the lunch establishment of Jack Roseman. And if anyone doesn't know Jack Roseman, he's probably one of Pittsburgh's pioneering technology entrepreneurs. I mean, actually building his companies back in the seventies. Which I think is pretty amazing. I know,
1: it is pretty amazing. He, he, was he with Buchanan and Ingersoll for a while? He or was, was. He, he had a, his
2: own Roseman Institute. He had Roseman in had Roseman and but he doesn't do that anymore. But you know, I think if everyone knows him from his days at Carnegie Mellon University, where he you know was a, uh, a professor mm-hmm. and, and basically taught entrepreneurship, and uh, I mean, and, and so Jack, you know, he wrote a book way back in the day called Outrageous Optimism. I like that book a lot. Yeah critically acclaimed here in pittsburgh lots of people read it and kind of took it to heart and now he has his new book called jump which he's going to be it's actually just out now if you go into amazon Amazon amazon.com speaking of amazon and just search for jack roseman jump his book is right there it's like 18 bucks and guess what if you buy a copy the proceeds are being donated to a charity part of which could be the pittsburgh technology council so, mm, that's great. Yeah, I think it's, great. it's his so way So, Jack of wants to back. give
1: back. He wants to help. He does. He's willing to open up um, his own shingles without any charge exactly. to let those people who might not have access to mentorship exactly. have access to him. So, exactly. he wants to. And so, people want to know more about that.
2: Yeah. Well, I think the best bet is to reach out to us. Okay. And we can connect you to tech Jack. Council. So, if you just go to the tech council, just look for Jonathan or Audrey, either of us, you can find our emails. You can, you can contact us, and we'll put you in front of Jack because Jack's looking to, you know, do a little thing and uh, make sure that uh, the next generation moves forward. So I did a double interview at Cafe Sam. What did you have for lunch? Do you know what I had? I had a, uh, a, a giant, uh, what are they called, the Italian thing, a giant manicotti. Gigantic Man of manico- uh, exactly, Exactly, exactly think you might hear me like slurping it down I wasn't eating as I interviewed But you can hear at one point I believe the waitress come and give us our check So, like I said I take it where I have to take it To get the interviews, Audrey I'm just saying You gotta do it You gotta do it Too cool, too cool And we also have SDLC partners Talking by the show tonight
1: They've got a lot of different things. Starting I can't out. keep track of right? all the don't they? things Robot, they're spinning. Robotics,
2: robotic process cyber. automation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just spun out CyLuma for cybersecurity. So wherever they're finding ways to a use technology to solve complicated problems, SDLC partners is doing it. So I'm excited to talk to those guys tonight. So I don't know kind of a hybrid show tonight. Us kind of spinning it off like this, and then me out in the field, kind of bringing the stories back because so that's what you got to do sometimes.
1: As absolutely, that. Get I'm to glad to get out there. Do
2: you yeah. know we need to have stopped by the show? Our friends from GeekWire at the end, so they can tell us what they thought of Pittsburgh. Yeah, I want like I want awesome. like to like an honest evaluation. I will reach out to them and say, Hey, yeah, we were invited. Do a deep dive. We want to know the good, the bad, the ugly, the whatever. Just because they have a little more perspective outside to see how Pittsburgh is kind of faring these days, and I think it's kind of exciting. So, I think it's really pretty, 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 pretty cool. I think it's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So we got a couple key events coming up our way. CIO of the Year is happening April 19th.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, my god, That's goodness. a big event. Yeah,
2: registration just opened for it. Oh, wow. I really encourage people, register, 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 because it sells out every year. If you want to get in front of the top ten, Top tech execs in Pittsburgh. Say that fifteen times. And it's it, also
1: just a fun yeah. night. And it's a fun night. Information officers yeah. and security
2: officers. So we're yeah, good to PGH, we're happy top, to
1: have top. fun with that crowd.
2: Absolutely, good good people there, and just it, it, like I do say, it does sell out, and get your tickets early because we have like a waiting list. And we got to tell people no. We hate saying no to people. We want to say yes. You do. But when you run out of seats, you got to say no. (laughs) So it's (laughs) as simple as that. (laughs) Anyhow, we're taking a break. We are coming back with a double deep dive with the one, the only, Jack Roseman. Go to Amazon.com, search for Jack Roseman, and jump. Buy his new book. Lots of inspiration about how he... Made it from the ghetto to being a tech success. I forget that story. Very cool story with Jack. He's an inspirational dude. Everyone needs to learn about him. Simple as that. Anyhow, we're coming right back. Learn more about the Tech Council by going to pghtech.org. We love helping tech companies succeed. We've been doing it. 35 years, Audrey. That's kind of crazy. You've been
1: doing it 35 years.
2: No, 20.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> having way too much fun. Anyhow, also, follow us on Twitter, at PGH Tech. We'll be right back. It's always so much fun to take Tech Vibe Radio on the road and into the locations. Just finished having lunch with Jack Roseman here at Cafe Sam at his table Since, what, 1988, Jack? 1988. 1988. You've been holding court here, I think, for lack of a better term here. Table 32. Yes. Just had lunch, just talking about what's going on in Pittsburgh's technology scene, entrepreneurial scene. And if anyone doesn't know Jack Roseman, then I don't think they've been in Pittsburgh very long, because anyone who's been in Pittsburgh knows that Jack is synonymous with technology, entrepreneurship, mentoring, the whole nine yards. And he's also a prolific author as well, too. You wrote a really cool book about 2004, I think it was. Yes. Outrageous optimism. Yeah, have a good day, guys. Yeah. And I think it inspires. It has inspired yeah. and continues to inspire a lot of people to you know, keep their companies running. I forward. still get yeah. requests for that book. I believe it. That it's out of print. Right. People calling up. Do you, do you do you have extra copies at home? So if someone says they want a copy, you can like mail no, them one. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to advertise this You can advertise No, but I don't want to Okay, you don't Oh, you
4: don't, okay I put a bunch aside For family That's good But every so often People ask me Can't I have a couple I want to give them away as
2: gifts Yeah So I I dig into that Absolutely Anyhow, it was one of those books that I think it really, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh really reacted well to that book. I never got any negative comments. I always said How could people. you? I mean, the whole book was about being, opti- about being an optimist. and, and
4: Never and got a negative.
2: Absolutely. I believe it. And so now you're just ready to release your follow-up to this book almost, yeah. what, 15 years later. Yeah. It's called Jump. Jump. This is, I. when you told me the story behind this, I was really excited. So Jack, tell us about Jump real fast. Give us the, the, the quick elevator pitch for okay. it. Okay.
4: When I was young, yeah, 7, 10, I don't remember how, long, how many centuries ago. Centuries. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was a recurrent nightmare that yeah. I had for many years. Okay. In fact, I was embarrassed to tell anyone until I became in my 80s. Oh. Wait, back up. So it, it, it took you that long? Yes. Wow. I was okay. embarrassed. And uh, in essence, the nightmare was... My mother was at the bottom of the stairway. Right. And I was at a, up there in the tall stairway. Puts out her hands out. And she says, jump. Is the house on fire? No, no, like no. Okay. Just jump. Just jump, okay. And I always listen to my mother. Right. So I jumped. And as soon as I jumped, she walks away. And I fall flat on my
2: face. Do you feel the pain when you're hitting the ground? Oh, yeah. I saw the blood. You <laughs> saw <laughs> the blood? Oh, my goodness.
4: And I said, Mom, what did you do? She says, uh, don't rely on anyone, huh. not even your mother. Wow, this is deep. Yeah, This is a dream. You've had this dream your entire life. So, yes. And I thought, what was it that got me out of the ghetto? Right. Because we were the poorest of the good, poor. Because you have an
2: interesting background. Tell us about that. Right, right.
4: Well, my folks came from the old country mm-hmm. just before um, the Nazis got in. Right.
1: And um,
4: my father came. He was a tailor. Okay. He, uh, my father and mother never went through grammar school, and um, the plan was, and he had um, a, a two brother, two sons, and a daughter in the old country, in Ukraine.
3: And, you're great. and um, he says,
4: "I'm going to come to the states. I'm going to uh, work as a tailor, and when I have enough money, we'll bring you over." your children. Wow. Jeez. Interesting. Yeah, see, it was.
2: Yeah. So and you came here with nothing. Nothing. And worked your way really up to being one of Pittsburgh's most successful tech entrepreneurs, for crying out loud. Oh, that's, a, yeah, but that was a lifetime.
4: <laughs> exactly. A lifetime. But, right. There are a couple of things I learned from my folks. Okay. Who never, again, I emphasize, never went through grammar school. One uh, thinking about that, my mother was very proud that she taught herself fractions.
2: Interesting. Oh, oh, okay.
4: Yeah. Taught herself fractions. That's very what cool. she was proud of. Nice. And, and next to becoming an American citizen. And um, so the father saved up enough money, brought over my mother and my br- a brother. Okay. My brother had, at the time, diphtheria, scala fever, and polio simultaneously. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So, so my mother and he came over, and that's when I was born. This was back around...
1: Oh, the
4: 1930. And um, then the, my folks <laughs> saved up enough money to bring over my
2: sister. Who we so stayed, one by one, they brought you over. Staying stay with an aunt. And so you were, basically, as you said, living... In a ghetto, yeah. and basically poverty at that point, oh, yes. just scraping by. Yes, and you needed to rely on yourself. Yes, in order to yes to do whatever to do whatever you had to, to do to yeah. So what? So as a young as a young boy, then yeah. you realized that you had to get out of this. I, yes, and there was one or two ways out, and you had to pick a way. And the nightmare helped me. And the nightmare helped you cause because it realized there's
4: no one going to put a hand out and say, "Hey, let me help, help you." You'll be right got to rely you on gotta, yourself. you got to rely on yourself. Wow. And
2: that's, what so I that, that, and that's been a driving factor of yours for your entire no life, question. Then, obviously. No and question. And something that you even dream about. Except,
4: okay, there's a the biggest question. When I wrote this last book, Jump, yeah, here I'm proud of relying on myself. And it was a bunch of bull. And the reason was a bunch of bull is I wanted to thank the people that helped me. Right, 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 right. And the list became longer than a hundred people. Okay. I said, "Well, wait a minute. How can I have done it all this by myself? myself
2: if I'm thanking all these people?"
4: <laughs> so, in life, you need your inner self to push. Definitely. But whether you want to or you don't, there's going to be people that are going to help you, and there's some people that are going to rely you're going to rely on. When you stop for a red light. You assume the others are going to stop for a <laughs> Exactly life. right. Exactly right. So you rely on people. But the big emphasis has to be where are you going mm-hmm. and how you're going to get there. Okay. And I thought I have to be twice as smart which I wasn't. I'm not this is not modest. I got you. I got you. But you have to work at least twice as hard which I did. I it shows. In the show fact, for till 1973 my uh, ethic was uh, 18 hours a day, seven days a week. Oh, my goodness. No, that's true. Right.
2: That's, that's some that serious drive. That heart
4: attack. Exactly.
2: And which is one of those turning points in your life, obviously, that, that, that was, was, was part of, 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 of what you are. I just find this stuff just so amazing. And so why I'm so excited that you've written this book to provide some inspiration for, for people out there that are building companies. They're just living their own life as well, too. Even if you're not building a company, I think there's so much value in this book. Because you really correct, do provide an
4: inspiring story. In every person's point of view on their life, they really have to take a jump. Exactly. Make that leap. That's right. And so what you take a look is one of the questions I enjoy asking myself every right. time I jump. Mm-hmm. What's, what have I got to lose? Ah, exactly. That's That's a good starting so point So you take for a look. That. At where can yeah. I, what can I gain and what right. have I got to lose? And realize. let that equation
2: work out. Very interesting. I'm just reminding everyone. So we are talking to Jack Roseman, author of Jump, author of Outrageous Optimism, all-around Pittsburgh good guy, all-around tech guru, entrepreneur guru. Jack, you got too many titles too many titles and I'm so glad to be talking to you and we have a lot more coming your way to learn more about your book so if you go to amazon.com and search for Jack Roseman and jump you can order a copy of this book I really encourage everyone this is a great fun read inspiring read Heartfelt,
4: without a doubt, it, and I know not interested in making any profits of this book. Right?
2: If Belka does profits, it's going to go to the tech council. We're so excited about that. We think that's just so generous. That okay. some some of these proceeds are going to go to help, look, cover some of the program, help help us, help entrepreneurs, and help the tech companies and so forth. And to have your story be able to do that, I think is just so fascinating. Which is why we're coming back okay. with more of your story, more about what's going on in Jump, And I really want to pick your brain about what's going on in Pittsburgh's tech sector, because you've seen this in action for the past 50 years, Jack. That is really amazing stuff. And so, once again, we are here at Cafe Sam at Table 32 that you've had since 1988. I just love being here talking to you, Jack. We're taking a quick break, and we're coming right back with more Jack Roseman. Welcome back, everybody. This is Jonathan Kirsten with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. I am here at Cafe Sam, Table 32, with Jack Roseman who just finished his book his second book called Jump Follow Up to Outrageous Optimism as we said before Jack is just he is one of he's a, he's like a Pittsburgh legend for lack of a better term anyone in business and in technology knows Jack's name they've probably done business with Jack they've probably had lunch with Jack here at Cafe Santa Table 32 and I'm just so so excited to help him promote this this new book cuz I think it's just it's something that everyone should really give a give a good read and a spin cuz it's very inspiring and uh, before we uh, left for break Jack was talking about an 18 hour work day and that's how driven he was because he knew he knew and knows he has to rely on himself things are going to happen and, but that but there, there, there's a consequence to working 18 hours a day and that, that caused a lot of stress in your life and, and one of the turning points in your life was having a massive heart attack yes where you were just saying uh, at break you did have a very good prognosis to live pretty scary stuff tell us about that and how that kind of changed your perception and how that drove you forward to kind of be the man that you are today
4: well they told the doctor told my wife that i probably would not make the evening wow and um and i know it was serious just like how people were looking people at people looking at you they're like wait a the second. adios
2: <laughs> oh
4: goodness <laughs> gracious <laughs> and um in fact, I was really indebted to the doctor, and I told Judy, my yeah. wife, make sure you buy an expensive um, uh, briefcase. The guy's name <laughs> right. was Bob Donovan, Dr. Bob, Bob Donovan. Bob Donovan, wow. Amazing. Uh, a wonderful guy. And um, so I knew it was it. And for a long time thereafter, because obviously I didn't die that day. know you're still here. Thank <laughs> God.
2: <laughs> We're glad you're here, Jack.
4: The thing that's working my way is only the good die young. Ah <laughs> um, was I used to have a watch okay. on, a wrist watch and it was one that you could put some timing on it and I put a timing at midnight every night. okay. And for many, many, many years afterwards, it would buzz at midnight every night. remind you, I lived another day. Awesome, man. I love it. I lived another day. so And so, so it cool. turned out to be a um, something very bad turned out to be very good. Right. How many people think I lived another day?
2: Right. No, it really, I mean, it focuses you on what's important. Correct. To the very basics that we're here. You know? You're alive. You can, you can jump.
4: I can jump. <laughs> you can and jump. And I can thank the stars for letting me live this much and to be with my wife and my kids and Definitely. people.
2: Definitely. Definitely. So how did that change your views towards, like... I, I think take every almost, Sunday yeah, off. take every Sunday? I could say, so that's 18 it. hours every day except for Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, that's it. Sunday you take off. 16 you hours a day, 60. that's it. Um, but
4: more important is what can I do to show my gratitude okay. to my fellow man? Nice. I love it. I love it. It makes so much And sense. so, to this day on, if I can help someone... I will do it,
2: and you do. And I—I I, I mean, and I know I the folks it. that meet with you regularly that you provide advice and insight and just give a good ear to. Yeah, it, it, it's a
4: raison way I live is it. to help yeah. mankind, is to help life. Absolutely. And whether it's um, the, uh, outrageous optimism or jump, I don't make a dime, and I don't want to make a dime out of it. It's just to help my fellow man, right?
2: So let's let's go back to jump a little bit. What okay. would you say are some of the key takeaways that, you know, if someone reads this book, what, what would you hope that someone takes from the book? Good question. Is when you're on a fork in the road, Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: you can't always take the easy way out. Sometimes you have really have to jump. You have to take on... The, and believe in yourself. And that's the hardest part right there, right? Yes, it is. It's. E- I think it's easier to love your fellow man than to love yourself. I've never heard that before. Okay. That's, that's what I believe. Exactly. Because if you really loved yourself, you would do more things. And you would be more happy. You'd be more satisfied with life.
2: That is changing my mindset right now as you say that. that is That's intense. Very intense. Yeah, and is. very true as you say that. Yes, it is.
4: And when you make mistakes, and as an entrepreneur, you'll make many. That's the, part, that's the whole point of it. But as living, mistakes. you'll make many. Of course. Forgive yourself. It's okay. Learn from it, though, right? The question is you'll learn more from mistakes than you will from successes. I've heard that before, and man, okay. that is true. Absolutely. So live.
1: Yeah.
4: And we all make mistakes. And hopefully we will all learn from mistakes. And we'll become a better man. One better woman Absolutely um, I Love thyself Do it
2: That's powerful stuff I just say do it Just do it Just do it Do it Have faith And if it doesn't work you learn from it, right?
4: Yeah Yes And in most cases If, if you fail worry how far you're falling
2: I think sometimes we tend to prop up in our minds that if we do fail that it's going to be this long drop but maybe when you jump it's not so far of a jump or so, right. so far of a fall if you don't quite make right. it any other times that you could tell us about like when when maybe like things didn't work out and, and you tried with the best of intentions and it didn't work out but even though it didn't work out it still worked out a little bit later on down the road or
4: yeah I can do that one of the companies I started in Washington D.C. okay were getting some uh, small contracts from government. And I went in with another fellow. His name is Dominic Leyte. Okay. Your from name, and name. Your name from, and name, Jack. I like from it. From Pittsburgh. And I said, Dominic, I'm going to take this next year and work on large contracts. I'm tired of these $20,000, $40,000 contracts. Well, one time I came... To work, and I always came a little late. It was nine, nine thirty, and and the few people we had, we're around a dozen, um, were there to greet me. I said, "Well, what's wrong?" Well, we don't have any inventory. There's nothing we can do. There's more. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> there's no more work to do. <laughs> so we went to the conference room, and I said, "Well, we took our chances." That's it. And that's as I was saying that, the phone rang. Wow. Okay. And uh, again, true story. Um, and it was the, um, we had a, a secretary didn't answer it. Then she came into the conference room and said, that Jack, that it's NASA calling. They want to talk to you.
2: It's NASA calling? <laughs> I love it. Well, I know,
4: <laughs> we put in a big contract, a big proposal. NASA for something like $4 million.
3: And
4: it came through? Well, not exactly. Okay, <laughs> Kind of came through. <laughs> um, so I answered the phone. They said, are you available tomorrow morning? So there's a joke to the other guys. I looked at my... I said, let me look at my diary here. <laughs> I said, yes, I am available tomorrow oh, morning. As it
2: would be. <laughs> not a cancellation, yes.
4: <laughs> um, can you come and meet us? So we, I went to NASA. This is in... Um, NASA DC, um, oh, green something, okay, green belt, green belt, okay. And they said you're number one technically, but what we're concerned is your stability, and uh, this calls for 100 people. Hmm. Okay, got to hire 100 people here. You only yeah. have like a dozen.
2: Right. So, how do you answer that?
4: Okay. They said, well, let's assume for the sake of discussion it's IBM. I love it. I thought it was IBM at the time, anyway. Right. But I said, if you think IBM has 100 people sitting on their hands just waiting for you to call, you're wrong. What is IBM going to do? IBM is going to hire 100 people. Say, we'll do that to give us the contract. Yes, right. Well, it, well and what am I going to do? I'm going to hire 100 people. But if I can't out-hire IBM, then we should not exist anyway. Hmm. Bold. I said, because everybody that joins us it gets options. So if this company makes it, not only do they get a salary, but they're going to make big if the company right. makes it. Right,
2: right, right, right.
4: So I said... I can out. I can out um, recruit people that IBM wants. And the other thing is, here's a calling card. In the back, I wrote my home phone number. Right. I said it's three o'clock in the morning. Something screwed up. Call me, right? Call me. Nice. See if you can get the president of IBM's phone number wow, to call so him at 3 in the morning. Tell
2: me they gave you the contract, Jack. Tell me they <laughs> gave you the
4: contract. Did you get the contract? At the end of the day, they gave me the contract. That's awesome. I love it. What a great story. So sport. the day before, mm-hmm. we didn't have any business. Mm-hmm. Now Next day, you've got, you got to hire 100 people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh we my got a goodness. four million dollar contract. And where you took a heart attack? <laughs> oh
2: my gosh! And that put us on the map. Without a doubt, what a great story! Like this is the type of inspiration and, and, and storytelling that that you bring to the table that I think you know our listeners need to go and check out. So if you go to Amazon.com and search for Jack Roseman, jump with an exclamation point, you can. Right. Dig into all this type of great stuff, and Jack. I'm just so happy you're able to talk to us today about all this because these are such fascinating stories. I'm happy stories. to be able to talk about them. And what I'm really pumped about is we are now running you once again in the pages of TEQ Magazine and on our and on our pghtechfuse.com website. So you'll be providing more of this man, I, dare I say, more of this spirit. Uh, on a regular basis, people can be inspired by by your you know your life and well, your experiences. So now I think let me that's put just think put in a little commercial. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. absolutely. And my my commercial is this. I don't think there's enough
2: African Americans in the tech universe. you have all been saying that. How can we get more folks inspired? And so if engaged? they're
4: willing to call me, yes. I'm willing to meet with them at Cafe Sam. Cafe Sam, table I'll thirty-two, buy them lunch. Perfect. I like this. <laughs> and call. we can talk. And also, I think we can use more women. So for women and uh, minorities, absolutely, I'm particularly
2: open for that. Fantastic. I hope people take you up on that. We'll okay. make sure that they can get in touch with you, Jack. They can okay. come through us here at the Tech Council. Reach out to John Kirsting, jkirsting at pjhtech.org, and I will link you up with okay. Jack. I swear. Great, great stuff, Jack. Thank you again for taking oh, the time to talk to us. It's really my pleasure. Very pumped about Jump with an exclamation point. Getting ready to be on press. Okay. And that people can, can go into Amazon and order it. I really encourage that and read TEQ. Listen to Tech Vibe. We'll have you on in the next three or four months to give us more updates as to what's going on. Jack Great. Roseman, you're the best, man. Thank you. Hey, we're taking a quick break. We're coming right back after this uh, message. This is Jonathan Kirsting from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at PGH Tech. Dot org. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Tech Vibe Radio this Friday night, where we get to talk to the great, cool people that are making Pittsburgh home, working on really tough problems finding great solutions for them and one of our big partners here at tech Live radio and the pittsburgh technology council is sdlc partners these guys always blow my mind they're always working on something new fast growing company and it's always exciting always exciting to talk to them about the latest and greatest as to what they're up to and we have paul taylor here from sdlc Yes. And uh, we're, we're, we're going to be talking about robotic process automation. Otherwise known as RPA. you got to give it an acronym, right? Absolutely. And we have Matt Cregan here as well, too. Thanks for stopping out and talking to us about this. So quickly, Paul, tell us about your background and what you do at SDLC.
3: Yeah, so um, I'm kind of uh, in charge of what we call our, our service line um, uh, SDLC partners. So okay. uh, the service line that I'm responsible for is is called uh, Office of CIO. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you think about the name of our business, SDLC Partners, right? Obviously, we help our customers solve problems across the software development lifecycle. So, um, I'm responsible for designing kind of our uh, strategy and taking that to the market with nice. respect to how we solve problems for our customers. And uh, I've been with SDLC partners now since April um, of last year. Okay, um, what we'll brought, we'll brought you there?
2: What brought you there?
3: Well, I was working in uh, in uh, a product as a service business um, for uh, the last 13 years, and uh, you know the problems got a little mundane. After you fix everything, and, uh, <laughs> it's all fixed. <laughs> I fancied my uh, my shot in consulting because okay. uh, you know there's a lot of new and interesting problems to spots to solve, especially with the way the, the the whole digital evolution's going right now. So um, I met uh, Chris uh, Simchik and yeah. uh, Scott Barniak, who are the the two main partners at SDLC Absolutely. Partners, and uh, they they kind of excited me about what they were doing to diversify the business. Right. And uh, the rest is you're like is you're like
2: sign me up, man. Sign yeah, up. yeah, pretty much. You know, uh,
3: and, I, and I, by the way, I got. Wrong. It wasn't April last year. It was April the year before. See, time, time, fl- flies, time flies. Time right? flies when you're having yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, when so you're working on things
2: like robotic I process automation. Scott, get me you know, so. <laughs> exactly. So, to so Matt. Yes. Yeah, similar what do you do story with STLC? for me. I okay. Mean, Paul kind
0: of passed that excitement on to me. He and I have crossed paths in the past. We both work in similar industries. So right. That, uh, I've been more on the R and D side and development, uh-huh. but he passed that uh, excitement on to me, and Very cool. uh, okay. I came on not too long after. And uh, most of what I do is operationalize all the great ideas that Paul comes up with. So, so he
2: has the ideas, and you make them. Something that people can, can use and buy. Absolutely, uh, I get
0: to do it all <laughs> across different
3: industries. I love it, man. That's very humble. He takes the craziness and turns <laughs> into something that people understand.
2: That's so cool, man. <laughs> I love it. So, speaking of craziness, what is robotic process automation as a service? This is this is some cool stuff.
3: Yeah. So, um, a lot of what we do for our customers is tied to kind of business process engineering. We like lean thinking. We use yeah. a lot of lean techniques. You know, everything these. Days is about efficiency, and uh, there's a lot of pressures, you know, to do more with less. You know, the whole elimination of waste thing, and right. uh, you know, when we when we deliver transformation projects for our customers, we all, we often leverage traditional automation to you know speed things up, make things better, obviously uh, improve quality, and so on. Right. Um, and you know, one of the things that uh, you know is increasingly challenging with traditional automation is the the, the, the sustaining of the the iterations, since uh, you know as technology evolves at the end of the day, you have to evolve the automation to continue to get the value out of that. For sure. And it's not cheap. No, it's you know? not. Um, and it's and happening
2: all the time. It too. is. It doesn't stop, it's a here, <laughs>
3: we're done.
2: It, exactly, it keeps evolving.
3: Exactly. So, you know, enter the, the whole digital workforce thing and our mm-hmm. journey that we're making into robotic process automation. Um, in August of last year, we started a lab. and uh, You get to wear coats. Well, you lab coat when you walk in there? I do usually wear a coat. <laughs> I'm, br- I'm braced, so I dress a bit funny anyway. So, I mean, I'm sure I look like I'm in a coat most of the time. Uh, but, no, I mean, uh, we, we we have a kind of technology lab in our right. uh, solution center. We just uh, moved to 1PPG lab. I was going to say, it's
2: downtown where you yeah, have yeah, that one. So you have two offices. One's in Monroeville and one's in downtown. So yeah, the lab yeah. is downtown.
3: Yeah, so our solution center is in 1PPG on the 32nd floor and nice. that's where our lab is for robotic process automation. And, and really what we're doing right now is we're getting kind of operationally ready for all the projects that Ah. are coming our way and uh, we're certifying a lot of our resources to become various, you know, actors in the RPA space, such as, you know, architects, which is kind of what Matt does uh, for us, um, as well as, uh, you know, development work and some of the other roles necessary to get those solutions to production.
2: Very cool. So, Matt, tell us about how this is, how how, how RPA is going to be used by your customers. Like I said, you're spinning it up, you're getting it ready. Tell us more about that, and, and give us maybe like a, like an example as to how this is going to save money, create efficiency, and all that kind of fun stuff.
0: Sure. So lots of lots of problems out there, I and mean, we have an, a lot of experience in the automation space traditionally. Um, but with all the, the the pressure to be a little more profitable and cost effective, there a lot of C suites are are looking for different ways to improve that automation to make it less expensive and, and make it more accessible. Um, plus, you have the evolution of AI. I mean, AI and, and ML aren't just hot; they're yeah. actually really useful right now. I mean, so. artificial
2: intelligence. That's, that's what Pittsburgh is on the map for right now. Absolutely, yes. absolutely.
0: And we want to leverage that, uh, and, and, and RPA gives us a really good opportunity to do that in a very accessible way. So we're, we're taking those technologies, we're integrating them with traditional automation to improve some of the same processes we've been proving in the past, but okay. do it in a lot more intelligent ways, more effective, more cost-effective way, and efficient ways.
2: Cool. Can you give us the kind of maybe like a run-of-the-mill example as to how you can use this to help a, a company?
0: Sure. I mean, you can imagine um, lots of different businesses have communications communications that come in, they maybe have to turn that communication, maybe okay. it's an email, right. uh, into some sort of process. Maybe it's a request from a customer to okay. change their information in a system or update their profile. Or, it
2: sounds like or, a very laborious thing that you have someone do that they would want to be doing this over and over absolutely. again.
0: Absolutely. And it requires multiple people sometimes because different people were experts on different systems. So right. that'll get passed. One person might do something, they might enter something into Excel, okay. and that person has to take that Excel spreadsheet and they enter something into a database, right. and then someone else has to run a report out. Maybe there's a quality check involved to make sure that everybody kind of did their quality job.
2: quality check, sounds like there's room Absolutely. for error when there's lots of different humans Absolutely. entering these kind of, I don't want to say mindless things, but kind of mind-numbing things sure. to a certain point. Nobody likes to do these things. That's why
0: we have computers in the first place. Right. So now we're just taking that to a new level and allowing some of that quality to be automated, and then we can do that in a lot more efficient and more error, or less error-prone
2: way. Excellent, excellent. So... Tell me a little bit about, like, an engagement you would have with a customer. So they're coming to you with this problem, and you can take this and then customize that to the problem that they yep. have as far as that goes. Yeah,
3: so we, we, we've just recently launched our uh, Kickstarter uh, service um, okay. where, where basically we um, we help our customers kind of identify um, candidates for robotic process automation. Uh, uh, I see. So Matt and I just came back from L.A. recently. We were right. out there visiting a really cool customer out there. and You went to Los Angeles uh, a few weeks
2: ago. Lucky for you. We got yeah. to escape our weather, right?
3: Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Everyone was telling us about the fires there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flying in, expecting so, to see the whole place on fire. There's nothing, than, there. nothing there. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we got there, we met with our customer, and uh, you know, it usually starts with a whiteboarding activity. Right. You'll get to understand kind of how they're they're doing what it is that they're doing today. As Matt alluded to already, you know, we're always looking for uh, the things that require you know heavy out heavy throughput. So, if, right. if there's a repeatable task that you know needs to get done, whether it's something that you know at the end of the day recognizes revenue for the organization or something that you know makes changes like a good example is is membership for you know a health plan there's always changes being done within a health plan and right, right right uh you know there's intake of information that information has to get processed pushed out to multiple systems and it's really easy to make mistakes now you're stressing me out and you've got hundreds and <laughs> hundreds of thousands of people that right. in these health plans and uh, you know paul taylor sitting there poorly <laughs> the data. So, so really what what the what the bots do is uh you know they they help organize kind of that workflow in a meaningful way and Unlike Paul Taylor, uh, the bots uh, don't go to sleep. The bots no. don't make mistakes. It they ma- just keep going correct. and going and going. <laughs> that right? no right, is right, exactly correct. Right? Exactly. Right, right. So, so, you know, we start with the whiteboarding. We get an understanding of the process. You know, we have various ways that you know we can take it from there. You know, we do some equivalents. So, if they've got a, an efficient manual process, then we'll probably want hmm. to do uh, some equivalents on the uh, RPA side to see how the ro- robots would perform the same process. But if it's an inefficient process, yeah. we we'll probably throw our lean hats on. And go, hey, I was going to say,
2: at that point, you can start solving problems in other areas as well, too, yeah, right? Yeah,
3: let's lean this thing out, because, you know, as Bill Gates puts it, you know, automation only really helps when you've got an efficient process. All it does with a, an inefficient process is highlight how inefficient it is. So, Absolutely. you know, we've got to make sure that that's streamlined. So, you know, right now, we're, we're training as many people as we can. Uh, we got some really exciting customers that are interested in, in RPA, and uh, you know, the pressures that are on all the C-suites to make things, you know, better, faster, cheaper, are really what's driving are interested.
2: Absolutely, we're talking to Paul Taylor and Matt Cregan from SDLC Partners. Now, I was on your site, and you have some some thought leadership around this. And I think if our listeners want to learn more about this, if they go to sdlcpartners.com dot uh, just just search for RPA, and, yeah. Uh, that that, that paper is going to come Absolutely. right up because that, that, that really makes it concrete as you read it and you kind of see the examples. Yeah, it's just fascinating stuff.
3: Yeah, it's really cool. Right now, we're offering um, if you if you go onto the website and look at some of our RPA articles, the the recent one that. They mm-hmm. just got posted. Um, we'll actually uh, give you a free copy of Gartner's latest research package. Right. Uh, they just recently got updated in December 2017. So now that there's a little bit of experience yep. in RPA, um, this article is articulating kind of how, how to operationalize things. So okay. if you're in the, the C-suite or one of the leadership roles in a technology business, and you're thinking about RPA, this should give you a good head start. Talk to you about operational models, and you know, reach out to us, and we're happy to help you. That's what it's all about.
0: We'll be we continuing of all that as well I mean the, the lab's going and it's, it's doing a lot of great things so we'll, we'll
2: keep updating that content we need to have you keep stopping back at the show to give us these updates because I just love it the company is just so fascinating and the different facets that you work in and the technologies you're developing and the customers you work with very exciting if you go to sdlcpartners.com can learn all about it right there. I love it, guys. Thank so we got you. about a minute or so. I'm just, I'm just just curious, what kind of tech trends are you paying attention to right now? What's what's making Paul Taylor stay up at night? What's, what's keeping
3: Matt up at night? Well, I mean, I, I I spend most of my life with Gartner and Forrester, right? okay. so I mean, we're we're always looking at the. And I wouldn't necessarily say cutting edge, but you okay. know, I, I'm a problem solver. That's what I like to do. So right. if there's new technology coming out that's helping solve problems, you know, the hot things right now. Obviously, we've talked about RPA today. Yep. Uh, uh, we're, we're digging into um, artificial intelligence, machine learning, mm-hmm. and uh, starting to explore blockchain, too, because that's becoming really important. Uh, that's all I'm hearing about right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, goodness. You know, we got some really smart people and uh, some great research standards. So, uh, you know, lots of exciting things on the horizon. Matt, yeah, similar things for
0: me. But, um, Ted, just to add to that, you know, probably IoT and um, sort of some of the privacy around that. Uh,
2: Definitely. Well, I don't want to say it keeps me up at night, but it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Keeps thinking. That's yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you for stopping by the show today. I really encourage everyone, SDLCpartners.com, learn about this stuff. These guys, super smart, know what they're doing. Can't recommend them more. Anyhow, we're all out of time. Another Tech Vibe Radio under all our right. belt. I encourage everyone, every single Friday night, tune in right here to KDKA at 7 o'clock for Tech Vibe Radio, bringing you the best of what's happening in Pittsburgh's technology sector. And while you're at it, go to pghtech.org. To learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council, follow us on Twitter, at PGH Tech. And I have to give you one more website. Go to pghtechfuse.com for all the latest uh, news, podcasts, video from the Pittsburgh Technology Council, its members, and the industry in general. Have a great weekend, everybody.